your parents know that you listen to the evil rock music. You're an American teenager, for God's sake. Welcome to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. I'm Melissa Olson. Episode 110, A Very Gilmore Christmas in July. Today, we'll discuss the soundtrack of Season 1, Episode 10, Forgiveness and Stuff. We welcome back for the second time Christmas entertainment expert Joanna Wilson. We'll finish up with recommendations based on what we heard in this episode in the weekly segment, Spinning in Stars Hollow. So pour yourself a cup of candy cane coffee. It's time for the Christmas in July edition of Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. love Christmas. More than I love listening to and learning about new music, even more than I love Gilmore Girls. I once even cried in an aisle of Christmas decorations when I realized I could have as many garlands and festive decor items as I wanted, because I finally had an apartment all to myself, and the only judgment I would face would be my cat. And she wouldn't be upset, she'd just see it as a lot of great new toys to play with. Although it's a festive time of year, there is a pretty big rift between Rory and Lorelai after the whole staying out all night after the dance thing. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I forgot. Let me guess, you and Lorelai haven't made up yet, huh? Nope. Things are still very miracle worker at my house. God, how did everything get so screwed up? I think you staying out all night with Dean had something to do with it. And my grandmother being there to witness it didn't help. Never does. It sucks. Things were good. School was good. Dean was good. Now my mother and I are barely speaking. Mom and grandma are barely speaking. Dean's new name is Narcolepsy Boy. How's he taking it? I don't know. I haven't talked to him since it happened. That was four days ago. I know. Has he called? I told him not to. And he listened? No. Good boy. However, even if it starts out less than jolly, season one, episode 10, is our first look at Christmas in Stars Hollow. And our first holiday soundtrack moment comes from the legendary Tony Bennett with Santa Claus is Coming to Town. This classic Christmas song sung by Tony Bennett is heard in the background at the Christmas party at the Elder Gilmore House when Rory arrives for the party. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a traditional standard at Christmas and was first sung on Eddie Cantor's radio show in November 1934. It became an instant hit with orders for over 100,000 copies of sheet music and more than 30,000 records within 24 hours. Now he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Tony Bennett began singing at an early age. After fighting in the final stages of World War II as a U.S. Army infantryman, he developed his singing technique and signed with Columbia Records. Bennett had his first number one song with Because of You in 1951. He has won 19 Grammy Awards, including a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2001 and two Emmy Awards. He was also named an NEA Jazz Master and a Kennedy Center honoree. He has sold over 50 million records worldwide. Mm-hmm. 
next up is Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. This song plays as Lorelai is checking the status of her pizza order on the phone with the delivery guy, Joe. Lamenting a delay in delivery, Lorelai pulls a very out-of-character move, opting to eat salad out of a bag while she waits. I'm not going to give you too much background on the waitresses, because I'll let Joanna cover that when we get to her segment. She does a much better job than I ever could. Our next musical moment comes as a quaint town square performance as the Stars Hollow Bell Choir rehearses the first Noel. Chuck rings on two, you ring on three. I'm on one. Are you sure? Nope. Sorry, you're right. I'm two. From the top. One, two. Henry! As Taylor Dosey walks into Luke's, he and a group of carolers sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. What's going on? Well, we were caroling around town and we got a bit chilling. We thought maybe we could trade you a song for some hot chocolate. You want free hot chocolate? No, no, we'll sing for it. Any tune you like. And then I give you free hot chocolate. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you can have your hot chocolate, pay for it, then go next door and sing for the marshmallows. Next up from John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Happy Christmas. War is over. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over, and you just begun. This Christmas standard plays while Rory and Lorelai are getting snacks at the vending machine at the hospital. Happy Christmas, War is Over was released in 1971 as a single by John and Yoko Plastic Ono Band with the Harlem Community Choir. It was Lennon's seventh single release outside of his work with the Beatles. Also a protest song against the Vietnam War, Happy Christmas, War is Over has become a Christmas standard, frequently listed as a holiday favorite, covered by other artists, and appearing on compilation albums of seasonal music. of the episode, as Lorelai gives Luke a brand new hat as an early Christmas present, we hear Thanks for Christmas by XTC. This is our third time hearing XTC on Gilmore Girls. We heard it in the last episode, Rory's Dance, as well as in episode two, from Lane. 
It's becoming pretty clear that Amy Sherman Palladino is a pretty big fan of XTC. Thanks for Christmas was released under a pseudonym, The Three Wise Men, as a Christmas single, and then later appeared on the 1990 compilation Rag and Bone Buffet. This week, we welcome back Joanna Wilson, the Christmas entertainment expert. Check out her blog at christmastvhistory.com and be sure to keep an eye out for her new book coming in October of this year, Triple Dog Dare. It's about her experience watching the annual 24-hour marathon of the classic A Christmas Story. I'm told there are even mentions of Gilmore Girls as it's what she watched to wait out the marathon beginning. Joanna was already a guest on episode 108, Everything is Magic. And she's back to share even more of her insight in this, the first Christmas episode of Gilmore Girls. Here's Joanna. The conflict starts in this episode because it's a carryover from the previous episode when uh, Rory and Dean fall asleep and end up staying out all night. And when uh, Lorelai awakens in the morning, Emily is shaking her awake, telling her her daughter, her 16-year-old daughter, did not come home. And so she's panicked and she's upset. And Emily and Lorelai are in conflict. So now this episode, that conflict carries over. And when Lorelai proves to be a little bit uh, difficult when she's invited to the annual family Christmas party, Emily doesn't want to stand for it at all since this conflict is already hanging over their heads and she uninvites her from the party completely. And Lorelai once again feels rejected and she voices that by um, her disappointment and not getting the apple tarts that she looks forward to each year at Christmas time. You know what I think? What? I think you're acting a little immature. I'm not acting. Well, what about the apple tarts? You wait all year for those apple tarts. <sighs> I can live without the apple tarts. You've made up songs after eating five of them with lyrics that contradict that last statement. I think the use of the song Christmas Rapping in the scene where Lorelai is alone on Friday night instead of at the Christmas party. She's decorating the tree. You can hear a Christmas rapping playing in the background. Uh, that song, it's dry, it's sarcastic, it's an 80s song. It's the perfect backdrop to Lorelai's life and it uh, perfectly expresses her sort of attitude towards life, let alone Christmas. Uh, the song Christmas Rapping appears in this Gilmore Girls episode, and so does actress Jane Lynch, who plays the put-upon nurse at the hospital that Emily push, push, pushes against, and uh, eventually Lorelai works with to uh, get the information about Richard that they want. But that actress, uh, Jane Lynch, most people remember her as Sue Sylvester on the show Glee, and in the 2011 Christmas episode of Glee, the Glee cast actually covered Christmas wrapping themselves. Christmas. 
And interestingly, that song in the 2011 episode of Glee appears within the larger reconstruction. It's actually a shot-by-shot, scene-by-scene remake of a 1963 Christmas episode of the Judy Garland Show. So that song, Christmas Rapping, actually appears in the segment where Britney is leading a ribbon-twirling dancing group of Santa Clauses. The dancing chaotic Santa Clauses actually appears as well in the 1963 Christmas episode of the Judy Garland Show. The use of XTC, again, is fantastic, too. I mean, that's another great 80s band that's exactly the tone and the the flavor that's uh, typical of Gilmore Girls. That XTC song, as well, has, um, if you're familiar with the lyrics, it refers to the nativity story of Mary, Joseph, and the three wise men, and the nativity story, which is an interesting connection back to the beginning, the opening scene, where they're the Stars Hollow theatrical group is preparing for the nativity performance and, and Rory is looking for the, <laughs> the baby Jesus that's missing its arm. Um, Taylor, the baby Jesus is missing an arm again. What? I was just getting it out of the trunk and... Let me see that. Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay, listen up. The arm is missing. I repeat, the arm is missing. Maybe it's just time to get a new baby Jesus. You know, one that's a boy. It's a doll. No one can tell. Well, it has a bow. This has been the baby Jesus in every Christmas pageant since 1965. Were you here in 1965? No, I wasn't. Find the arm. I host a annual Christmas in July party each year on my website, christmastvhistory.com. But we like to get together and sort of share uh, personal stories and our own views and, and get to know each other at a time that's other than Christmas, because most people during, you know, November and December each year, they're very busy. For the last several years, I've been doing a little mini questionnaire where I ask certain questions and prompt people's anecdotes and responses to engage in Christmas entertainment and what they enjoy about Christmas entertainment, whether it's movies, specials, or episodes. And then we look at each other's responses. I release at least one a day, and we look at each other's responses and comment and uh, get to share that time together. It's time for Spinning in Stars Hollow, where I give weekly recommendations for songs you may enjoy based on music we heard in this episode. You can always find these songs on the Spinning in Stars Hollow playlist in the show notes for each episode at GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. This week, I offer some fun Christmas songs, so fair warning, you may want to put these on hold for a few months if you aren't totally into the Christmas in July thing. First up, Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Guaraldi Trio from A Charlie Brown Christmas, as seen in the photos of Joanna this week. I selected this song after discovering Joanna's fondness of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. That CBS television special brings back memories for a lot of people, myself included. The album A Charlie Brown Christmas was released in December 1965. It was released a week prior to the broadcast premiere of the television special and sold very well, becoming increasingly popular in the decades to follow. It is among the best-selling Christmas albums in the United States, having shipped more than three million copies, certifying it triple platinum. 
The Vince Guaraldi Trio's A Charlie Brown Christmas has been voted into the Grammy Hall of Fame and added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry list of culturally, historically, or aesthetically important sound recordings. Next up, we have the Beach Boys with Little Saint Nick. Little Saint Nick was written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love for one of my all-time favorite American rock bands, the Beach Boys. It's a song about Santa's sleigh, a classic hot rod song with a holiday twist. First released as a single on December 9, 1963, the song peaked at number three on Billboard's special seasonal weekly Christmas singles chart. Brian Wilson said the idea for the song was partly inspired by record producer Phil Spector's plans to record a Christmas album. Some of Little St. Nick's rhythm and structure derives from the group's Little Deuce Coupe, also co-written by Wilson and released as a single six months earlier. Last up this week, we have 122395 from Jimmy Eat World. Twelve Twenty Three Ninety Five comes from Jimmy Eat World's third studio album, Clarity, released on February 23, 1999 from Capitol Records. Largely overlooked at its release, Clarity has since reached cult status and has received wide critical acclaim. It's often described as one of the best records of the 1990s. Several music critics have credited the album with serving as a huge influence on later emo music. The lyrics of this song are very simple and very sweet. I imagine it acting as an apologetic response to the snarky and sarcastic song from the waitresses we heard in this episode. The singer of Jimmy Eat World, Jim Adkins, even croons, I didn't mean to leave you all alone, which I imagine as a Lloyd Dobler playing in your eyes on the boombox outside your bedroom window kind of response to Christmas rapping. This might not make sense if you haven't seen Say Anything, and if you haven't, now would probably be a good time to make that a priority. Think of that suggestion as a little Christmas in July present.
Melissa Olson. Thanks for joining me this week for Gilmore Girls Soundtrack. To read the complete show notes and to find the playlist for Spinning in Stars Hollow, visit GilmoreGirlsSoundtrack.com. This podcast is now available on iTunes. With all the past episodes at your fingertips and new episodes arriving weekly, be sure to never miss an episode. Subscribe to Gilmore Girls Soundtrack on your iPhone, iPad, or computer. Obsession with Christmas entertainment. Yes. Yes. Until next week, Merry Caffeinated Christmas, friends.